Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Friday, March 27th. Going to keep things light on today's episode. We've got a really fun weekend of content planned for all of you, not just at Cracked Rackets, but the tennis world really stepping up its game to ensure that fans across the globe stay entertained and they offer some sort of distraction to all of us as we deal with the stresses of this coronavirus pandemic. So I want to talk about some of the things you all can be on the lookout for. I want to talk about some of the things some of our, you know, favorite faces, favorite personalities in the tennis world have done to band together and help us all combat this emerging pandemic. But before I do any of that, I have to let you know that today's podcast, as always, brought to you by our friends at Diadem Sports. And you know the deal by now. Diadem is at the forefront of innovations in the tennis world. They're helping tennis players across the globe elevate their game by designing the most innovative performance tennis gear on the planet. Their rackets developed with your performance in mind. And whether it's your specific playing style, whether your game commands power and explosiveness, Decision and control. They'll have the best option to help take your game to the next level, and you know the idea by now. They're beautiful. Aqua Blue Elevate 98, which again, hey, great shot on the rhyme by them. They're Nova 100 for those with explosive power. They've got it all, and it's the Evolution Strings, the Solstice Power, the Elite XT, the Flash, or, you know, as me being me, my personal favorite, the Impulse Strings, because it just fits my personality to a T. They've got it all working for you. They've also got their Premier Tennis Balls. They've got great swag, hooded sweatshirts, T-shirts galore, and you, it's really a one-stop shop for your tennis needs, and you use our promo code CR50. You can get 50% off your Diadem Sports uh, if you go to diademsports.com. Get 50% off your order. And, you know, so many of us right now feeling the financial stress of this pandemic. Certainly the idea of getting some money off on all of your orders, having enough tennis supplies to get you through the foreseeable future, that appeals to all of us. So go to our friends, diademsports.com, use that promo code CR50. And again, we are so grateful for their continued support. The least we can do is ask you to go and support them. Also want to give a shout out again to all of our fans who have signed up for our Patreon Even beyond the financial help, just the fact that we know there's a group of you out there who will continue to support our content no matter what. It means so much to us, especially as we try to do different things, new things. I've plugged it all week long, but if you haven't, go watch Overserved, our new YouTube video series, poking fun at all the unintentional comedy offered up from tennis personalities across the tennis world. Super producer Daniel Westhoff has been just killing it on YouTube right now. So the thing, the best thing you can do for him, even beyond signing up for the Patreon, is just go hit that subscribe button. It's three clicks, right? YouTube.com 
Cracked Rackets. Oh, subscribe. I'm done. 30 seconds in and out. Come on. That's really easy. Uh, it's, you know, easier than me getting through one of these reads, right? So it's like how you clip, click the skip ahead 30 buttons when I'm doing a commercial. Well, all you have to do is hit those three clicks, and then you're not going to have to skip ahead 30 seconds anymore because as soon as we get to 1,000 subscribers, I'll stop asking all of you. So be sure to go check out our YouTube channel where, again, Super Producer Daniel Westoff is up to all sorts of fun things. That being said, let's get into today's storylines. Uh, again, I, I do want to commend some of the efforts of so many players who right now are, you know, whether it's fundraising themselves, donating money themselves, all of these different things to band together to show, hey, we're one united tennis community, but it's not just for the tennis community. It's for all of us that we want to help. And, you know, the big three this week really stepping up. Yelena and Novak Djokovic through the Novak Foundation. They purchased uh, medical equipment to help the fight in Serbia. They donated 1 million euros. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's so so commendable, and it's always great to see our leaders step up in moments like this, and that's what these guys are doing. But it's not just Djokovic Federer donating a million Swiss francs. I don't know the conversion rate, but it converts in my head to a lot of freaking money uh, to, again, help the most van- vulnerable families in Switzerland. Rafa uh, joining the, the crowd as well. He continues to try and raise money uh, for uh, various causes, I believe, in Spain. He is working with Paul Gasol as well, and I believe he's going to match contributions, uh, he and Paul Gasol. So again, any of you, if you can go find those links on Twitter, uh, if you are able, please go donate. You know, so many people are in need right now, and these guys are leading the charge, and we are so grateful for that. One other thing, you know, again, and and by the way, it's not just those three. Those are the three I saw this week. I know there are numerous other players doing so many different things. And if you know of those things, you want to pass them my way because I want to commend as many of them as possible on this podcast. You know, just slide into the DMs at Great Shot Pod because uh, we want to, you know, anyone who's doing good work, uh, we want to commend here. So shout out to those guys. Also, for those who need a distraction from the day-to-day, you know, stresses that come with a pandemic like this, we have a really fun weekend of tennis highlights ahead of us on ESPN2. I believe they are doing a marathon Friday night of Serena matches. I think that's going to go from 6 p.m. to like 2 a.m. or maybe even further than that. But it's an embarrassment of riches because after that, we have a 22-hour Federer-Nadal six-match Super Series. Again, 22 hours straight of Federer and Nadal. Now, in my opinion, I only need two hours because guess what? Nadal's going to use his forehand to go to that Federer one-hander. If you haven't been watching tennis over the past 15 years, that's how those matches go. Would I prefer to see maybe some Djokovic-Murray thrown in? Maybe some Nadal-Djokovic thrown in? Yeah, of course I would. I'm still me, Um, but that's awesome. 22 hours on ESPN. Federer-Nadal, six matches. You get the 06 Wimbledon final, the 2012 semifinal. How are they going to show the 2012 semifinal between between Federer and Nadal and not show the one between Djokovic and Murray. That's that's my favorite match. I think that's the best match in tennis history in terms of a physicality, just an entertainment aspect. But, I, you know, still happy for tennis at all times. They're also going to show the 07 Wimbledon final. Uh, they're going to show the 2017 Australian Open Championship, the 2008 uh, Wimbledon final at 6 p.m. And then the nightcap, of course, the 09 Australian Open Championship, giving Nadal his first and only Australian Open title now. 
you know, those are all great matches, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, damn, I would like to hear someone talk about those matches. Well, you are in luck. We are so excited, and I believe it will be released this weekend in video form, certainly in podcast form next week. Uh, we're starting a new series here at Crack Rackets. It's called CR Classics. It's going to look at some of the best matches over the course of tennis history to talk about those sorts of, you know, break them down from start to finish, give you guys the context, what was the scene going into those matches, what did those matches look like, what were the best points, the biggest moments, some of the funniest things said by the commentators in the booth, all of those sorts of things and more. And then we'll talk, of course, about the aftermath, the first episode in that CR Classic series. I I can give it away. I'll give it away. We talk about one of my favorite matches of all time, the 2011 French Open semifinal, an undefeated Novak Djokovic, undefeated on the year, not undefeated in the slam. Again, 41-0 in matches, 42-0 in terms of his total record, if you in terms of retirement. Uh, he got knocked out in those French Open semifinals by Roger Federer, who was under 30 at the time, but just barely, which, again, that he's still playing at this point. That's probably a discussion for another time, but he, you know, he, he just plays exceptionally well, and he knocks off Djokovic in four sets. We talk about how he managed to do it, the aftermath of that, and of course, I think we spend like 10 minutes on the finger wag, which is what Federer does after the match. It's Maybe the most exciting moment Roger Federer has ever produced in terms of showing off his personality on the court. It's just an exceptional match, and Jamie McDonald and I break it all down. So be on the lookout for that CR Classic Series. Again, you'll find it on YouTube this weekend, I believe, and you will certainly find it as a podcast next week as well on our Great Shot podcast feed. So be on the lookout for that. It's a lot of fun tennis. I know Tennis Channel Live, they win three hours a day all week this week doing their greatest of all time series. It was you know, it was really, really well done, and of course, that's always fodder for debate, so I'm happy to debate those top 100 uh, at a different time. Maybe we'll call up Steve Weissman and get him back on the podcast next week, but that was a really fun thing. A lot of great content right now for all of you tennis fans, so, you know, of course, we at Cracked Rackets, again, have been cranking out mini breaks all week long in terms of cracked interviews we did this week. Started the week off with the birthday woman, Bethany Maddox-Sands. That was a really fun podcast, and then Yesterday, we had Tennessee men's tennis head coach, Rogers Cup champion from 1997, uh, former ATP Top 30 player Chris, Chris Woodruff on the podcast to talk about so many different things. You know, he talks about his playing career. He also talks about what it's like to tra- you know transition from player to coach, why he stayed with the Tennessee program as long as he has, and does he still view college tennis as a viable pathway to the pros? It's, it was an exceptional conversation, so be sure to go check both of those pods out course mini breaks all week long again we've got the great shot podcast CR classic series coming for you all next week as well as a new episode of Overserve. so be on the lookout for all of those things again it, this is the time for creative people to shine and you know my mom my parents they, they won't offer many compliments they're disciplinarians that's not true they're actually the most loving folks they'll compliment you for anything be like Alex you actually know how to wipe yourself well done um, but you know in terms of uh, one thing you know they, they've never said I've never shied in creativity so I definitely get that from my mother um, my dad I, I guess his form of creativity is to wear different colored socks each day but I think that's more a form of laziness than anything else but now's the time for us to get creative and of course if you need any distractions go to our website crackedrackets.com be on the lookout for all those sorts of things all right one last thing before we go because it wouldn't be right if i didn't offer you some sort of analysis from the season i've been looking at the rankings i've been looking at the race 
to the year-end finals, which is the best approximation of how many points people have accumulated uh, thus far in the season. And, you know, interesting note for the American men, and this is something else we've got brewing, uh, a series about the American men and their history on the ATP Tour, so be on the lookout for that. Not going to give it all away, but you look at this season in particular. At this point last year, and the point I went with was before Indian Wells, before Miami, so at the end of February, which was about the same approximation as where we ended the season this year. There were 10 American in the top 80, 10 American men in the top 82. Those men were Marcos Giron, Bradley Klon, Mitchell Kruger, Sam Query. You get into the top 50, it was Fritz, Sandgren, McDonald, top 25, Isner, Tiafo, Opelka. So again, well spread out across generations. Isner, Query, the old flag, you know, flag bearers, the guys who have been there for the past 10 years, really the faces of the 2010s. Um, and then you had guys in that 25 to 30 range in Klon, Kruger, uh, yeah, Klon, Kruger, and, you know, Sandgren. And then you've got the younger guys, Mackey, Fritz, Tiafo, Opelka. Well, here's something I noticed. At this point of the year, 13 American men in the top 100. Now you extend that to the top 102. We have 15 men in the top 102. Ty Kwiatkowski, Brandon Nakashima, the former Virginia Cavaliers. Numbers 101 and 102 right now in the live rankings, but you start moving on from there. Here are the guys that we have right now in the top 100 in this race. Ulysses Blanche, Dennis Kudla, Mitchell Kruger, Max Cressy, Michael Moe. And what stands out to you there? Blanche, Moe, uh, both born 98. Cressy, a 96er. You know, Kudla, Kruger are those 92 to 94 range, but that's a good generational split. Those are guys we expect to see young guys moving up and hitting their primes. You know, Blanche won in Ann Arbor. Cressy won in Canada. Uh, Michael Moe's just been consistent. Kruger, Kudla, consistent as well. Now you get into the top 50. Marcos Giron, sustaining his pace from last year, continues to play well. J.J. Wolf, I mean, one, you're never going to beat J.J. Wolf in Ohio. I'm sorry, folks, it's just a fact, except for maybe at the Cincinnati Masters, although how great would it be if he just wins his first Cincinnati Masters? I know uh, I know some people who would certainly enjoy that. Um, and then Riley Opelka, who didn't defend his New York Open yet. Our CEO is here today as I'm recording this. Dalton Thieneman raised his hand. I think he just thinks it would be really good for business, but we'll leave that aside for a different time. Um, but yeah, you know, Giron, Wolf, Opelka, all top 50. And again, that's a really good generational split. It's not just Isner and Query and the names that you all know so well. It's different guys. And then in the top 30 right now, you have Steve Johnson, Tommy Paul, John Isner, Tennis Sandgren, Taylor Fritz. And that's your perfect blend. And it's five guys in the top 30. Now, I don't believe any of them. And I'll look at it now. Yes, I was correct. None of them are inside the top 20, uh, which, you know, you would like to have a top 20 player too. But that Fritz, Isner, Paul, Johnson, Sandgren, all inside the top 30. Uh, that speaks well. It does feel like we've stabilized. There is certainly the dips of 2013, 14, 15, where, you know, American men's tennis, you had Isner, you had Query, you sort of had Stevie, uh, and that was it. And that's just not the case anymore. The depth is better. The strength of the field is better. So many things have continued to improve for American men's tennis. And I think it's why I'm feeling pretty confident when play resumes that we're going to be at a better place, a healthier place. You know, Tennis Sandgren's made a couple quarterfinals. Francis Tiafo's made a Grand Slam quarterfinals. So that, that's what I meant for Sandgren as well, quarterfinals at the Grand Slam level. We've got a bunch of guys who can now compete at that level, who can put themselves in positions to make that sort of run. Now, do we have a clear, you know, 
Grand Slam champion yet? Probably not. I think it's probably a little bit too early to say that. But you throw in a guy like Brandon Nakashima, who's the number two player in the world right now under the age of 19, um, we're in a really strong spot. The 97s continue to thrive. Fritz Opelka, Tiaf, uh, Fritz Opelka, Paul, yeah, Tiapo struggled, and we talked about that plenty already. But a lot of these guys look really good. So I think we are at a healthy place right now, and it will be fascinating to see, you know, which of these guys continue to step up. Or do any of them fall off? Certainly, Steve Johnson looks to be playing better tennis again after a rough 2018, 2019 stretch. So. Uh, and Jack Sox on the comeback as well. And we've talked about Jack Sox plenty. He's one of the few guys who've blocked us on Twitter, so I'm not even going to say anything out of risk of provoking him. Um, but yeah, I think American men's tennis is in a very healthy place. So just some food for thought for you all as you go into another weekend. And again, if you've missed any of our content from this week, be sure to go check out our website, crackedrackets.com. It's this podcast, the Cracked interviews podcast the great shot podcast that you can go like rate subscribe review and share with your friends i think we've got an episode deck now of over 550 episodes which is just crazy i spend way too much time talking tennis folks but i do it because a i enjoy it like crazy and b i want to give you guys something to you know chat about some food for thought or you're around the fireplace and you're social distancing but you're around your fire fireplace and you want to uh you know chat a little bit well i promise i've said something stupid that can spark a debate so be sure to go check out those old episodes and again go to our youtube channel super producer daniel westoff up to all sorts of fun things on there uh and i think you all will really enjoy them so be sure to go on there go subscribe again as soon as we get to a thousand i will stop asking you and by the way super producers max fligner and daniel westoff continue to do the f- of an editing job that is required when you have it. someone like me on the mic, someone who's prone to say stupid things, so shout out to them for their continued work. I want to give another shout out again to our friends at Diadem Sports. Go to their website diademsports.com. Use that promo code CR50. 50% off all of your tennis needs to get you through this rough time. And again, I also want to give a plug to our friends at Aerobar as they, uh, you know, you need a tennis specific energy bar, you need a meal on the run, turn to Aerobar, use that promo code CRACK30 for 30% off your order there to get those meal in the pinch. But for our super producers, Max Flinger and Daniel Westhoff, for our friends at Diadem Sports and Aerobar, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, folks? That's the break, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.